welcome to episode 97 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 97 of Iron Man Talk with coach John Newsom and Bevan James Arms. How are you feeling today, mate? Good. Back in the studio. Back in the studio. It's been a few weeks, hasn't it? It's been a while. I haven't got the, the home going like that. <laughs> when I do the uh, the Skype one, it sounds like I've got my bloody... Oh, that my, sound my, bad. Uh, no, it's, it's okay, but it sounds like I've got a pig over my nose or something. Because uh, I've got the mic, so it doesn't exactly. sound so bad for me. Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Trybuys.com For all your online Trybuys Try Stuff Buying athlinks.com for all your social needs for endurance athletes mm-hmm. and coffees of Hawaii if you want to suck down some good coffee that's where you go that's right have you got any left from Epic Camp? no I think we got through it all actually unless yeah. somebody flogged it before the end of camp but <laughs> I'm was, sure someone would have I was looking down there and it was all gone oh, there you go anyway in this week's show we've got our news we've got an age group of the week high five the one we were going to do last week but we kind of went way too long so what is it? On sort of off-season, how to keep your mojo going. Off-season mojo, we've got a website of week, Coach's Corner. And did you actually give them the email when... No, I didn't, so it's a bit, it's a bit late, but it's, uh, it's maybe just a few little tips. <laughs> it's brilliant. We'll talk about it. It's just a few little tips on stuff, whatever. Uh, we've got one question at the end. So anyway, this week, uh, coming up, our first race of the year, Ironman Malaysia. It's WTC Ironman race of the year. Yeah, and Oh, you're, you're going like that, are you? Yeah. Because okay, this is not an endorsed WTC no, we, we are not Ironman show. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tell you about uh, that in the future. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we've got Ironman Langkawi. And uh, yeah, good, good, good strong field there, actually. Fascinating. Fascinating. Oh, Sultan's turning up. He is. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know, but uh, theoretically... Everybody, all the pros should get prize money bar one because there's 21 pros entered. Uh, there is so as long as 10 females the and 11 guys. No, there's 11. 11 <coughs> I don't know if that. No, there's 10, 10 females and 11 males. So wait a second. If I was holding kicks it, but. You've got to finish within 10% of second, second place. Second oh, place. Okay. So, so uh, it makes it a little easier, yeah. doesn't it? Basically, if you can't finish within 10% of second place, you shouldn't be. Uh, you're not oh, good I'm enough anyway. Is he actually turning up? Well, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I say so. He's doing this race. Well, he often does an early season Ironman. Last, he's often done South Africa and hasn't done. He's okay. done okay. Yep. Um, but it's overall, it's a good strong field. I mean, you've got him. You've got uh, Chris McDonald. You have got Luke Drags. Well, again, it's kind of like it's kind of like the second tier guys, but isn't it? Other than our Sultan. Yeah. Big man's there again, backing yeah. it up. You met the big man now. Oh mate, we're like mates. We're tight. He's actually a real nice guy. Yeah. Honestly, like the nicest guy, and he just seems to have the right attitude. Like. Couldn't speak highly of him. Yeah, you know, yeah, great guy. So good, good few guys there. That'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, you'd have to expect uh, Farrell Sultan to win relatively comfortably. But hey, if he's not on form, those others will be nipping at his heels. So you basically got a lot of um, the, what's um, Brett Sutton's team? Yes, yeah. so, especially on the female side yeah. of things. Uh, well, even Chris and Luke on Luke's. That's true. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then you've got uh, Belinda Granger, um, uh, Rebecca Preston. I'd say it'll be, it'll be down between those two. Marilyn. Uh, yeah. So that's good, strong female. I'll take the woman. I would say probably Rebecca Preston. Okay, and then and then, then Belinda Granger, Granger and then oh, actually though uh, back it up, back it up. That Yvonne Van Klerk and the girl who dropped you and uh, wrote. Oh, 
Oh, true. Yeah, the girl who went, whatever, 8.50. She's got the eight sick of us time all the time or something, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how she backs up because she's also part of that. She um, dropped me big time too, man. <laughs> she, she blew me away and she's a big girl. I couldn't have broke my heart. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a pretty good cyclist. So we'll see how uh, see how she goes. Imagine if she came on effort camp, that'd be quite entertaining. Well, I think she's going to win. Yeah. Based on that, yeah. if she if she can back it up, she should be well ahead of anyone in there. You maybe Belinda. So. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe not. Preston's pretty good. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be, that should be a really good uh, race. It'll be interesting to see what sort of Because she ran a sub three as well. Yeah, I know. I know. She didn't just... There was some speculation about how she did that. But. She's, uh, well, she, it, it's just she's part of that group, and, and you see some amazing results coming out of that group. Oh, she's um, part of that group, is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. Okay. So um, they just train their asses off, and uh, good on them. Good on them. We've got a couple uh, new iron distance races happening. One's called the Forestman, which is in the UK. And in, in, the new, in the new forest. So they've, they've had a half iron man there for many years well I don't know if many years but they've had a half iron man there for the it's last in a forest. few years it is in a forest I believe oh it looks pretty beautiful in the photos yeah so uh, another iron distance race for you UK guys to sort of uh, pitch at and there's one called the Plymouth Rock Triathlon Festival in the US now has an iron distance race as well mm, and I think that has a number of different races I think it's like a bit of a festival weekend I believe so okay, very good we always like to promote those yeah, we'll put the, uh, uh, up and coming races. Website. Feel free to do that. So now, Inside Communications to become a part of the Competitor Group. Mm, Did you read so, it? Uh, I read a little bit of it, but Inside Magazine is one of the bigger US, uh, more US-based magazines, and the Competitor Group seem to be uh, taking over a few things. I mean, they own Triathlete Magazine. Um, obviously, there's a Competitor radio show, which yep. um, Bob Babbitt and Huddle do, and yep. uh, few other bits and pieces so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that magazine because you know if you own a couple of magazines where you start getting samey sort of stuff in there yeah. like, I guess there's a lot of publishing groups that um, that own more than one publication so interesting to see if they keep it keep it going but I, I really think that the Triathlete magazine is, is a really good buy and for, for guys outside the states it's um, a really cheap magazine if you, you'd be paying in US dollars and it gets shipped every month I haven't really seen much of inside uh, Triathlon magazine but um, yeah, we'll see what happens Hmm, well, I don't really get any mag, to be honest. No, I'm not very much of a mag guy. I go to websites more often than magazines. Mm. But Although Glenbo gave me all his old ones. There you go. There you a go. bit of reading for you. Yeah, I read them too. Um, so, it's interesting. I wonder what it means for the athlete. What does this mean? Like, it's a big part of news. But what does it mean for us? Like, it's just business, isn't it? Just business, really. Yeah. yeah. Business time. Yeah. <laughs> it's business time. Glad we brought that one up. That's sensational. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting article. Now, we got an email from Ben Barnett. Uh, from Melbourne, Australia, and it's a great email. He's basically sent us through a link to an article about Rebecca Preston being done for drugs and getting a two-year ban lasting for, what was that? It started in Western Australia. What's the drug? Oh, Nandrolone. Nandrolone, okay. Uh, It's been proven that the test that came from Hammer Nutrition, and she's now suing them along with other two two other athletes are suing them as well. Yeah, so that's up on a number of the websites now that they are suing Hammer Nutrition, and it's uh, Rebecca Preston along with... I think it's a mountain biker and maybe a, a cyclist, something like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple of so, cyclists from the States. She was saying it costs us $60,000 <clears> to actually clear her name. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, and she never really got it. She kind of got her name cleared. They're saying, yeah, maybe you took it inadvertently, but she still had her ban um, put in place. And, well, this uh, is what's really fascinating. So also, Ben was a bloody legend. He did all his peas. He sent us through an article from the ASADA government, which is obviously a drug... Australian um, drug agency and just saying that you know it's up to the athlete to actually but they take no responsibility the athlete has to take all responsibility for what they take it's a shocker and uh, I mean I I could say there's no way as an athlete you're going to be able to research yeah you know, like you're just you're hoping that the company's going to have a pack of biscuits before, and that might have had well, some 
<laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a very tricky one. The other one that the other point that Ben made in his email is that uh, that somebody said that ten percent of supplements showed uh, no fifteen percent. That's one in seven supplements from tested from around the world were contaminated with banned substances. So I mean. Uh, it's dodgy. The one thing I do notice with High Five, uh, they do have a tick on there saying it's been... Well, no, uh, because they're actually here, so it's pretty explosive stuff. So using products like Endura Optimizer, High Pro... I think he's just using examples there, isn't he? Could, I know, could potentially result in positive tests. Yeah, so it's a tricky one. And, and it's, this is, it, is, it does intrigue me, though, because <clears throat> Rebecca Preston has spent a lot of money... Not Rebecca Preston, Rebecca Keat has spent yep. a lot of money clearing her name. Just water, mate. You whether, whether, yeah, whether she's innocent or guilty, none of us are ever going to know. No. Um, it, it looks the way, the angle she's going down, that she inadvertently took it. But then I, again, I look at the cyclists who constantly um, are saying, I never took anything, I never took anything. Mm. And uh, like Floyd Landis is still trying to clear his name. And I just go... To, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. That's a pity it's running sport. My, my gut feeling is she is innocent. Yeah. Um, but, we, we, but, but again, what do you base it on? You yeah. just base it on the fact that her story seems pretty good. Yeah, but then Floyd Landis has come up with a really good story as well. What's same way, oh, his mother you can, gave you him a bottle. You can read books and stuff. <laughs> but all the cyclists seem to come up with a really good story. And I often find with cyclists, it seems to be that if they tell they tell you so many times and they keep the fight going for so long... You kind of start to believe it. start to believe it. But do you find maybe that, that you're more critical of the cyclists because you know the sport has a history yeah. of drugs, whereas yeah. with Ironman, we don't, you know, there's been a few drug cheats but generally there hasn't been a lot they've been caught at least mm. so maybe that's why we're biased towards Rebecca and not yeah, Floyd so it's, uh, it's an interesting case and it'll be very interesting to see it's, it's terrible um, press for, for hammer nutrition I mean uh, yeah. it's not good at all but so yeah, we'll follow that with interest mm, so I suppose for for you, you know, the listener, it's, it's what is it? I suppose just well, what can you do? You can't do anything, really, well, can you? As a listener, unless you're a pro, you, it's it's highly, highly unlikely. So in that case, you actually want to get the hammer stuff. <laughs> highly <laughs> unlikely you're ever going to get tested. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, what lengths do you go? You can't test everything you eat. No. Interesting stuff. I, I just find it really sad for the athlete that you know they have to take full responsibility. Mm. You know, in this case, let's say you hammered stuff up. You know, she's had a huge, you know, two years of her career, and she's a pretty bloody athlete. Two years of her career is gone, you know, the cost of money, and the governing bodies say, no, it's totally up to the athlete. And surely mm. they must realise that the athlete haven't got the time and money and resources to test. Mm. Yeah, that's a hard one. It's a tricky world. Oh, well, that's pretty much our news for this week. Now, last week when I was in Auckland, I uh, did you like the website I did? It's fantastic. You did like that? Yeah, but Brett, uh, Brett Whiteley had a little bit of, bit of, bit of tension there, yeah, and Emily yeah. won the Coast to Coast. Yeah, so, uh so anyway, I did a website last week and I didn't actually have the proper website often because I was up in, work for, in Auckland for work at least. I had so much work to do that I didn't get to do any of the links. So this week I'm going back to the normal website and for that reason we didn't have much of a discussion on the discussion forum last week. So we're going to keep the same topic and the topic was, what was it Jumbo? It was, uh, are there any events out there that are, <clears throat> say, you think are harder than Iron Man or, or, or vice versa, do you think? Okay, and, and, and in doing that? a similar kind of time span. Yeah, you know, we don't want to race it to a five day race or the 30 day across America because. But, uh, a couple of the races have been mentioned. Obviously, we've got Coast to Coast, which is, uh, you know, about a 13, 14 hour race yep. or so. Another one somebody mentioned in there was, uh, oh, the, what's the one in Switzerland called? Uh, the Inferno Triathlon, which is a little bit different as well. Um, so, things like that, we'd just be interested to know if you think there are events out there that you have done or you know of that you think are harder than an Ironman sort of single day event. Just, just off, kind of on topic, off topic, would you want to do one of those races? Uh, 
Not, you have talked about doing a coach. Yeah, yeah. P- probably saying I wouldn't do when I'm in my prime. Yeah. That well, you got to wait another 20 years then, mate. <laughs> not that I'm in my, still in my prime, but... Uh, well, you're still kind of young and fit. Yeah, but I've, I've still got triathlon things I want to take off. But I'll do the coast to coast, and I think I'll do that within the next five years or so. Cracking, mate. Mmm. <laughs> crap. It'll break mate. your heart, eh? Because you'll come off the bike, you'll be up front, you'll probably have a pretty good run, you'll be close to the front, and you'll be... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> out the back. Out the back. Anyway, news and discussion for the week. I know what's really exciting right now, John, but you want know what's really exciting? What's really exciting? We had the music last week, mate. Ah, oh, music. So the music is back in the show. Here we go. Age Grouper of the Week. And we got a, an email from Red, the Red Hammer, Denise Wood. Yeah, but it's a little bit old now, 31st of the 8th. Oh, seven, mate. Oh, seven. We're just sort of dragging back there to. So that obviously to means August. we need some more age groupers, is it? We need some more age okay, groupers. Okay, send us for some age groupers. Come on, you know you've got some friends out there who have done a good race. And you can't do it for yourself. We're not going to change that rule, but you know. So Denise, she goes, I know Jim Jolly Rogers. They've all got names, haven't they? They have. We need names. What what could you be your middle name? John the... Hairy Monster News. Hairy Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've got Mully. So there you go. Uh, Jim Jolly Rogers already sent you through some info about... How do we say this? Because we're Louisville. Louisville. I said Louisville. Um, and the fact that we got to spend some time with Chris and Marilyn McDonald Daniel and Daniel McDonald. McDonald as well. That was cool. What great guys. He nominated me for age. I'm nominated me for age group of the week after CDA, and I think it's only right that I return the favour. Besides, he earned it at twelve thirty six in his first Ironman. Woo hoo! Or you can even go woo hoo! Did he mention that this was also his first marathon ever? Jolly had a great day battling a tough course in some brutal heat and anyone tough enough or was crazy enough to make their first Ironman... Uh, their first marathon. Okay, and Ironman is my hero. Worth mentioning are his training buddies, Clark, uh, Ch- Chuck Beast Best. See? Yeah. Chris, how do you say that one? Sergio. Miller. And Dr. Major... Mr. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Major Jew. How do you say that last name? Agana. I finally call him then my Iron Tucky Fab Four. Chuck was another first time of finishing in 1334. Chris and Drew were both talking this. I'm uh, taking this for the second time. There we go. Who's got problems with uh, your eyes I now, eh? I know, man. I'm, I'm right up close to the screen, aren't I? Uh, so, anyway, first time. First time marathon. I wonder how often that is. That I, I haven't done a marathon yet. Haven't you? No. Never, I ever, ever. I don't really plan to do one either in the, in the foreseeable future. Really? I think a marathon, straight up marathon, is very painful. <laughs> Why? Just because it's more intense? Yeah, I mean, if I, if I was to do a marathon straight Okay, what up, time would you go for? If I was going for a marathon, if I trained up for yeah, it. Yeah, you uh, took 12 weeks and you went for it. I would probably be looking, I don't know, about 240, something like that, I would have yep. thought. Something like that. Yep, I think it'd be about fair. Mm. Well, there you go. First time. I, I'd love to know the conversion rate of that. How many people in your first Ironman, it's their first marathon? I think a lot. You reckon? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I would say greater than 50%. Greater than 50? Greater than I'm going to go 47. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, you just, you just, we get, we get, I'm going to insert a new topic in here. What is it? Actually, we're going to back this up, back, uh, and I'm just going to mention something that I'm going to bring up. I haven't told Bevan about this. Okay. Uh, so, as a hot topic of the week, what we're going to do in the future, and we'll have this on a particular week, and I'm going to start a little bit of a fundraising thing. We're going to have a charity that we're going to support. I haven't got the charity yet. But people have started get, being a bit smart at the party, smarty at the party. Smarty at the party, giving S- us a bit of shit, is it? Saying Bevan's going to be smash me and rope. <laughs> oh, we're going to do like a, a gangster each other thing. We're going to have, a, a, uh, we're gonna have a, a wager going on there. Oh. And I haven't figured out exactly how so we're going to So maybe my it. charity versus your charity? 
we could do it something like that. Yeah. But no, basically, what it'll be is you'll have to bet on the time difference between Bevan and myself. Okay. And uh, and who's going to win and by how much. And we'll put all that money into a pot, and the large portion of it will go to a charity, and then a little bit, whoever gets closest, will uh, okay, get nice. the money. Okay. So we'll do it through PayPal somehow, we'll figure it out, but that's going to come up. Oh, mate, so you're a thinker, aren't you? You've got to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm, I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> you can't be. You I'm can't not talking be. a big game, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, oh, you're an innovator, aren't you? I am. Oh, mate, I tell you, I'm glad you went with me. You know, hey, one, two, three, four. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, back it up. We've got to say. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Jolly, Jolly Rogers. Rogers. You're our age, age gripper of the week. week. Oh, what a great middle name, Jolly. Mm. Well, yours is Harry Monster. Harry Monster. Harry Monster. <laughs> Beautiful. Yours is, used to be coach. Yes, John the Harry Monster. <laughs> okay, uh, one, two, three, four, half five. Brought to you by Art of Try. Is that, is that what we're doing? We're doing the high five brought to you by Art of Try. Because... Just because it rhymes? Well, it could be, actually, yes. Yeah. Nice point, nice point. I thought we were going to do blog. Well, we were, but we don't have a blog this week. Oh, okay. Art of Try. So Richard gets a t-shirt. Richard Marlowe, you get in touch with us, and nice. uh, you're going to get an Art of Try t-shirt. Tell and you what, love the Art of Try. And actually, someone, actually, who was this? i got one on right now. Oh, you are so Art of Try. I am. And uh, it's bloody brilliant. So Someone sent me through a photo. I'm going to put a photo of someone in the Art of, I think it was Daniel from Germany. Nice. On the website this week. Nice. Beautiful. Anybody else wants to get Art of Try, you got artoftry.com for organic cotton. Mm. We talked Good. about that with Toby, getting wearing a bit of organic cotton. Yeah, and Comfy, fashion. stylish. Beautiful. We wear it. If we wear it. <laughs> it's got to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Richard Marlowe sent us through an email just saying, it's approaching the end of the season. I thought I'd suggest a high five for keeping the mojo in autumn. This one was also sent back in uh, August. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get lots of content from you guys. It can be a time of the year when next season is so far away and people get bored with the tedium of training after a long campaign. So here goes for my high five for beating the training blues. You could start, Jombo. Try out a new sport. Try something a bit different. Maybe something you've always f- uh, fancied having a go at but haven't got around to. My suggestion... Karate. <laughs> Whoa, Karate Kid. Did you love that movie? It was good. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Ah, oh, Daniel Sun. Good for discipline and flexibility. Orienteering. Would you recommend karate? Because it's good would've... for injuries as well. Yeah. <laughs> probably wouldn't. Orienteering. Good for an ass kicking. <laughs> Orienteering. Good run training and good prep if you ever yeah, want to give a, an adventure racing a go. Yeah. Kayaking. Yep. Again, useful if you want to give adventure racing a go. Indoor rowing. Um, good cross that? training. Uh, indoor rowing's okay for five minutes at a time. Boring, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tennis, badminton, squash, learn or learn to surf. That would be interesting, learning to surf. I did learn to surf the other day. Yeah. When I was up in Auckland, we had a surf lesson. I stood up, I was pretty proud of myself. Nice. Right. Very good. Okay, number two, get off-road. I used to be a habitual pavement pounder, but now nearly all my running is done off-road. Less impact on the knees, and it's great to get out in the country. This also goes for mountain biking. Hit the single track for some muddy fun and get out of the rut of grinding it out on the road. Mm, nice. Stretching. What do you think of that one just off the road? Uh, good. Yep. Running wise, eh? Oh, running wise is great, and uh, mountain biking is, is a good off season um, Question. activity. Um, let's say you live in an area where you've got lots of off road running, okay, like, mm-hmm. like we do. Like we were, John and I are at the bottom of heaps of trails, eh? Yeah. Um, and you're training for an Ironman. What's the kind of conversion? I'm into conversions today. Conversions today? Of how much you should do on the road and how much you should do off road. Mm. Like, should you, you know, could you do it all off road? No. Um, I'd say when, when you're in your early, early oh, season stuff. How many shows have been on? This is our 97th. <laughs> Still don't turn my phone up. 
Uh, I think early on it's fine to do a lot of running off-road and it's great for your strength. But I think as you're getting, say, I don't know, maybe 10 weeks out from a race, you definitely need to bring in uh, a reasonable amount of road running and doing some reasonably hard road running as well not hard but you know moderately hard race pace sort of stuff road running so just to condition the body to the the heavier weight of the oh yeah heavier. totally um so i'd say early on you can do as much as you like and then last 12 weeks i'd say maybe if you can want a conversion i would say be fine to do up to two thirds off-road and a third um on the road oh really uh, yeah so still do that much off-road yeah, be fine um and I, and I never so i would really say to do your long run to do a three-hour run on the road i think isn't isn't wise no. but something that bevan and i do maybe we sometimes do maybe an hour and a half to two hours in the hills and yep. then do the last hour on the flat on on the roads and, and doing things like that are good but yeah the yeah. answer to your question is turned off, off. Uh, you need to do some road running okay beautiful you're number three uh number three stretching Get in the habit of regular stretching to improve flexibility. Maybe even do a course of Pilates yoga. So how did you find your body after um, Epic Camp? Pretty good, but I, I was doing, Blinder and I were doing yoga e- yeah. every night for about five nights after Epic Camp. See, I wasn't do doing a lot week. of training. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling big time. Yeah. Okay, number four, target an early season race. Get with the next season off on Oasis. With the next season, get it off. Uh, it would be good to get an initial target for an opening race set so you have something definitive to aim for when training begins again. Which is really true, isn't it? Maybe in half or a short course. Yep, yep. Yep. That's kind of what you're doing there, isn't it? That's right. Do a few Olympics, a few aquathons. Nice. Uh, Number four, target... Oops, that was your one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number five, uh, try out other nutrition. Oh, nice. Good thinking. Make a point of trying out new sports drink, uh, gel bars, recovery drink uh, once a week. You, what you should try is try a high five if in, in New Zealand go fifthelement.co.nz oh, love your work um, just because you have a favourite drink that works for you oh, as, you could have turned it off after that time. as new products come along you may be missing out if you're sticking to the old nutrition yep um, but how are you using noon? You, yep. you could also stumble across something you never even considered. Mm. I read on a forum a few months ago that uh, one guy ate Kendall mint cake. Oh, wow. What's that? Uh, during an Ironman. It's a cake from Kendall. And it's obviously mint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> haven't tried that out, but I may just do that. Okay, let's check the traditional six. He said, learn to cook healthy food. Get in the kitchen and learn to cook a variety of healthy meals. There's so many healthy meals that you can... Is it turning your phone it's off? It's turning my phone oh, off. Good stuff. There's so many healthy meals you can make it if you put in... Oh, you can make if you put the effort in, especially with variety types of fish and meats. Uh, fish and chicken. Learn to make your own pasta. Do you get Jamie Oliver in New Zealand? And yes. bread. We get Jamie Oliver, we get... Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. I don't have TV, but when I'm in Auckland, I have a hotel and have a TV, and I was watching... I actually like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, but he's on like every third night oh, is he? every year since the uh, last five yeah, years so, what about Jamie Jamie's alright but like? he's much the same he's on all the time oh, so who do you like better if you had to choose Jamie why because he actually does recipes whereas Gordon Ramsay just goes around calling everybody a idiot and no but the one I watched she turned this restaurant around and it was quite nice yeah, and you don't get any recipes out remember cookbooks oh, that's right <laughs> <laughs> so my question is then have you ever done a recipe from Jamie Yes. Yeah. Yes. What'd you do? Oh, we've done some pizzas and things like that. Oh, pizzas? You just chuck it on top. It's a recipe. <laughs> no, I don't so believe it. I think all the stuff here that Richard's sent in is good and it gives you a bit of variety. I mean, the reality is if you're hardcore and you really want to get um, You've got to better, use your weaknesses, eh? You've got to work on your weaknesses if that's your, your biking or your running and you've got to try to be as specific as you can. 
if you're getting a little bit bored and uh, you're getting a bit sick of training or you just need some, some variety, then I think all these things are fantastic. And, and that's a big part of training is to make sure you keep things interesting. And also the main thing you really got to keep on the off-season is not to get too unfit. And get, you know, uh, maintain uh, some fitness. So, avoiding so, those zeros. Yeah, definitely. No zeros. Zeros, no zeros. are bad. That's, uh, I think um, Jeff Schilt, who was on Epic Camp. Was he on Epic Camp last year? Did you meet Jeff? No. No? Um, and maybe it was a year before. He had a top or some socks or something. He said, no zeros. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's hardcore. Again, so it's our high five for this week. Thank you very much. If you want to send us through a high five, feel free. Now, we've actually got a couple backed up on that department, haven't we? We've got another one on Mojo, I think, from, uh, from Towel. Or yeah. Whatever his name is. Howell. 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 Put in some music. <laughs> Whipside of the week. That was probably the best we've ever done it, I think. Yeah. We nailed that one, didn't we? I almost started a little bit late, but it was no, it and then we bad. held it. Held it. Nice. Oh, we're like, we're like harmony, we are. Ebony and ivory. Okay, this is a beautiful website. <laughs> okay, focus, John. <laughs> we are, this is a great website, isn't it? Trytheworld.ca. Yeah. Like John and I, we're trying, these people are trying to fundraise. I want to go back to the website because they have a bit of an opening. Yeah, it's a good opening, actually. Yeah. So you can hear a bit of Lincoln Park happening in the background. 2K swim, 90K bike ride, 21.1K run. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 Ironman, 70.3 races in eight months. Oh, it's a lot of halves. In four continents. Hopefully it sounds alright. four continents, maybe. Oh, in <laughs> 11 countries. Two athletes. Hurry up. <laughs> One goal to rule the world. Awareness of what? Awareness of what? Try the world. I wonder if they got permission to use that song. Okay, here we so. go. Hope that came across well. <laughs> Try the world. Dot .ca is the website of the week. So what it is, is it's two people. Now, have we got their names here? Heather and Brian. Yeah, we'll be basically doing 16 half triathlons, Ironman triathlons in 12 countries on five continents in eight months to raise awareness about both testicular cancer and acquired brain injury. And the reason they're doing this, I think, click on Heather and Brian button. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, I think Brian actually had, he had a battle with testi- testicular cancer 10 years ago and got over it and also Heather sister Tammy was involved in a very serious motor accident and uh, had traumatic brain injury so these guys are doing a lot of races. Oh, and you know, I've got so much respect for like these people. Like it's Brian here, so it's got here. Over the past ten years, he's been able to raise thousands of dollars and speak to thousands of people from all walks of life about my obligation to the cured. I have been given a second kick in life and have been living like uh, like every day, like it would be my last. Um, you know, people, that's awesome, man. Oh, it's great. You know. know? pretty wicked I mean they're going out there they're having a good time doing things that they love and yeah they're and they're living life and they're living with experiences so they're really showing to people that hey you know you get over the stuff and sure you know because you're often in remission for a long time aren't you mm-hmm. so you know you have that burden over you the whole time but it's, you're not you're not dead and you've got life to live and they're using this as a way to show that you can have experiences and pretty tough experiences obviously and at the same time still do great things and mm. yeah I, I, I think it's that pretty great. great I mean um I get frustrated when I see people just working their lives away, to be honest. Oh, tell me about it. Really it really eh? frustrates me, and I, and I just think, man, you just got to go out there, and these guys are, 
I'm not saying everybody's got to go out there and raise thousands of dollars for charity, but you just got to go out there and, and enjoy life a bit, eh? It was funny, I was talking to Del Campo on Epic Camp, and uh, he was saying, yeah, it was, it was funny, a good analogy of that is that, you know, people go to him, you, you tell you what, people what you do in Epic Camp, and they go, you do that, you're crazy, oh, that's so crazy, that's so stupid, and he goes, you work in an office for 40 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, that's crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so totally, this is a wicked cause. So if you want to support it, we'll put a link on um, www.ironmantalk.com and uh, just to their link and it's Try the World and uh, they're doing something really great here hopefully they raise lots and lots of money if you want to support it or just see what they're up to and how it goes go on there and I'm sure they'll be at um, you know they are literally going on races all around the world so uh, they may well be at uh, any of the races you turn up at and um, the guy who actually sent it in was the guy who does trymapper.com uh, and he's got he maps all the triathlons yep. around the world so if you are looking for a race in your area or you're not quite sure uh, of what's going on trymapper.com has uh, some really good uh, so it really starts, good resource it starts on the 29th of March where are they starting in yeah, I don't know you see looks like they're starting in yeah it's not in not in chronological order no so mm. yeah mm. Mm. it's looking good good in the hood so there you go that's our website of the week what's after this have we got anything after this uh, oh catch this corner okay put some music on wait a second yeah. oh here we go here we go catch this corner uh, ready city music go coach's corner Feeling a little bit deep now aren't you mate yeah, that was soothing Soothing stuff. and pretty. But I'm not too soothing. Well, you're not very good to old Keegan. Keegan Williams, uh, young guy, did uh, Ironman beat both John and I last year. Got ninth in Taupo, did about a 9.08 in Taupo. Mm-hmm. Um, went down to Wanaka, blew himself to bits in Wanaka, didn't he? Beat my time by three seconds. I would have been a bit more forthcoming with this advice. Oh, really? So you just hold it back because you're, you're a bit spiteful, aren't you? Had he gone about five seconds slower in Wanaka... And uh, and so and he killed himself in Monica, didn't he? Did no, you see him, know, see him in the tent? Oh, he was in Sufferfest land. <laughs> he was, man. He was just lying on the ground. I was like, "Good work, mate." And he was like, uh. <laughs> he, honestly, he went to the he went to the well that day. But anyway, Keegan basically sent through an email like two days after the race, saying, "You know, I'm doing Iron Man. You know, if, and John, have you got any tips for me? Well, maybe John, because <laughs> <laughs> you got any tips for me? To help me through." And, and John's giving it now two weeks before the race. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Good on you, mate. It was also, I'm also looking forward for people who are maybe looking at backing up an Ironman sort of within a oh, of four course. or five week You were thinking of others, obviously. It was busy times after Epic Camp, uh, Evan. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've came up with 10, ten little tips uh, to maybe help you guys. And again, I'll stress this is when the Ironman's are sort of maybe a three to five week window. If it's longer than that, then you need to take a different different approach. You know, say and then you, have a good, you experienced this last year, didn't you? Yeah, and I didn't quite get it right. And I've talked to a number of people who have got it right. And so this is sort of mm. what, I, what I base this Thought on. Thought-provoking, you could almost say. Mm. Okay, wait well, uh, First up, I think it is very doable to do two good races. <clears throat> but the first point is you need to be very fit to handle two races, and so that's why I think pro athletes or, or guys that train uh, big hours big can man. handle it yep. a lot more, um, whereas if you're, say, a, just a weekend warrior, maybe doing 10 hours training a week, something like that, I think you'll struggle a lot more because I think that initial first-up race will take a lot more out of you and you'll, you may well struggle to recover. Okay. Definitely not impossible. I'm just saying it's a bit harder. So that's okay. tip number one. Is so it can be done. Fit. It can be done, okay. but you've got to be nice and fit. Uh, I would always say that you want to have the first race as your key race. So in New Zealand, if you're doing Wanaka and Taupo, I'd say make Wanaka your key race. And if you can back it up in Taupo, fantastic. Okay. Um, 
but if you haven't done it before it's a bit risky to say well I'm just going to go down and say give Wanaka a go and smash myself and then I'm really confident I can back it up and hammer Taupo so and you want to do it that way anyway wouldn't you because in theory you want to attack you know you want to do your best effort in your first race and then if you can in your second race you try again but exactly. if you save yourself to an easy race and it may fatigue you for your second one exactly mm. uh, I think you need to do a slightly shorter taper than usual for the first race for the first race uh, okay. to just so now, but does it contradict the last thing a little bit a little bit, but I think if you want to try to back up with two good races, yeah. uh, I think you need to have a shorter taper. The reason for that is if you do have a long taper, say two and a half to maybe even three week taper, um, you're going to hit the race really fresh and ready to hammer it, yeah. um, but you're going to miss, have missed three weeks of training, and then if you have to have an easy week afterwards, that's four weeks, and that's going to put quite a big strain on the next strain race, in yeah. terms of uh, being in good shape for the next race. So I think a slightly shorter taper is required. Um, Number four is to get straight back into training straight after the race. Uh, and so by that I mean, you know, if the race is on Saturday, you go out training on Sunday, either just an easy spin or uh, some, some easy swimming. Uh, I think you that's really that important. you recommend that if you don't do a race? Yeah. You yeah. recommend actually getting out the next day after an Ironman? Well, go, I recommend going for a swim. Okay. Um, it will help your recovery and it will help, help with a little bit of stiffness and going for a bit of walking and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Uh Number five, you, once you've actually done that first race, I think the recovery, your recovery protocol is really important. Uh, so Keegan, if he was lying on the ground convulsing... Yeah, um, he wasn't in his happy place. He'd probably yeah, pushed himself the wall, and, and that's even more important to try to, to recover quickly. So things like your nutrition is crucial, and, and by that I don't just mean nutrition straight after the race. That's important, you know, getting hydrated and getting protein and things like that into you. But the nutrition sort of four or five days... Um, after the race yeah. is, is really important doing things like you know, putting skins on doing lots of stretching going standing in the lake um, doing the, the right sort of amount of training that you're supposed to be doing even when you feel like crap uh, all that stuff to try to speed up that recovery process is really important lots of sleep lots of sleep during yeah. the day well, I always say yeah, a bit of a nap during the day is good, but I think your two-hour power naps are probably a little bit too long. No, 20 minutes, man. I don't do power naps in two hours. <laughs> you were power napping on that fourth day, you know, that sixth day of Epic Camp or whatever. Where was I power napping? In Queenstown. Know. You went to sleep, and like I came back about two hours later, you are still there. <laughs> I was shagged. <laughs> uh, Running is one area where you've got to be a bit careful, and I, I tend to say um, avoid running for you know, maybe three, four, five days after the race will be very, very gentle running. And then I think in that first two weeks after your first time, in, you've also got to be a bit careful with your running. Now, what about aqua jogging? Aqua jogging, good, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've got the same movement without the impact. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good. Um, but any hard running in that first two weeks, I'd say, is a bit of a no-no. Okay. Um, it also does give you a good chance to make it, try to make a little bit of a lift in your swimming. Um, you know, maybe just doing six days continuous swimming, not continuous swimming, but six, <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive. That would be impressive. Six, six days uh, swimming every day straight after the race, and that'll maybe just help you feel for the water. I know that's what Gordo mentioned to. Paul Westwood after the camp, he said, look, you know, you've got to obviously recover from the camp, but if you swim every day, you could maybe just lift your swimming and maybe get out of the water a minute quicker, and for yeah. him that would make quite a big difference. Because what does he swim? Uh, he's, I think he's high 50s, yeah. yeah, 50, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then providing all is going well, after about sort of 10 to 14 days, try to resume pretty normal training, um, with the exception to that being uh, just... Again, paying, paying real special okay, attention. Okay, so you say running. being careful to running. Give me what. What are I going to be careful of? Intensity. And, okay, and and, and, and the really long. Of that? 
Sorry? <coughs> so, you know, afterwards, like, for example, after Epic Camp, I went to the beach in Auckland, and, you know, this was, this was like nearly two weeks after Epic Camp, um, went to the beach, we at the beach, and remember I had a sprint to the water? Yeah. I collapsed. <laughs> like a right cock. In front of, oh, like a million hot chicks. I collapsed, feel like a right cock. But my legs just, I couldn't handle couldn't intensity. Handle yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's on the sand, and I literally, I just collapsed. And, and that's the same sort of thing that will happen after a, yep. doing an Ironman race. So within your body, you're basically looking, you know, if you're feeling that kind of high-level stress, Yep. Pull back, pull back, and and I think long runs will also do that for you as well. You know, if you do say over three hours of running, I think it'll really affect that recovery process that you're going through from the iron distance race. So I'd okay. say no long runs over two and a half hours, and I'd say you'd be better doing less than that. You know, doing hour and a half to two hours with better quality running rather than trying to do. Um, now, because you're not doing a long run, would you want to do two long runs a week, or you still just keep it to one? Yeah, definitely, that's what okay. you could do. Yep. Uh, not, not long, long runs, but maybe. But like I said, two, two um, hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a, that would be a doable one. Okay. Uh, I think it's important to make sure you get some quality riding in between events. You know, doing some long rides with good main set work, good race pace work, and you yep. should be able to get back into that. You know, again, ten to fourteen days after the race, providing everything's gone pretty well. And then it would also possibly, depending on how things are going, a, a shorter taper for the second event as well because you'll be coming off a taper for that first race. You'll be having an easier week straight after the race. So that's that two-week window. So you probably won't be quite as fatigued going into the next event. So you may be able to get away with a, a slightly shorter taper as well. Okay, so some random questions to throw at you. You're halfway through it. You feel like crap. Do you pull back or do you keep in, going? In a race. You, okay, you've done your first race. You may be, I don't know, let's say five weeks, six weeks out, you're three weeks into the training, you're training, you're back into your normal routine, you absolutely feel like crap. How do you approach that then? Do you keep going and just hope that your plan's going to work or do you pull back on your training? I'd pull back a little bit and again just drop down, maybe just have a couple of days easy, just focus on your swimming for a couple of days and okay. then get back into it. So just reorganise your week probably rather than um, completely dropping things, maybe just think, well, I need a couple more days here and maybe just swim for a couple of days but still get those planned sessions in later in the week. And maybe really reassess the outside yeah. factors, the outside of training, like your skin, your stretching, you know, yeah. your cold baths. But I, I don't think you need any sort of epic blocks or anything like okay. that, but you still need some quality like a ride. Yep, yep, definitely. Yep. Okay. So hopefully that helps. It is really trial and error with these things because some people react differently, but hopefully a few tips there might help some of you guys who are looking to attempt two races back to back. Would you do it again? No. No? Because? <laughs> uh, if, if I was a full-time, if I was yep. uh, an elite athlete, I'd say yes, um, but it's for my current situation, no. He's got a kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, uh, questions and answers. We're running a bit short today. <laughs> Actually, okay, I've got another time. I was thinking about this. Okay, um, here we go. Here we go. This is another innovation. Another innovation, because I... I um, I'm going to make up an innovation by the end of the show. I got... Uh, I, I did some racing last week and yesterday. Oh, yeah, tell us about it. So I uh, did a... Oh, it was a Marshall. It was Marshall. Marshall Bev. Bev. Was draft Buster Bev. Draft but anyway, I, this is my... I, I thought this is my first Olympic distance race in seven years. Really? And... I've done a couple of sprints here and there, but I haven't done Olympic distance for seven, seven years. years. And so it was a bit, going into the bit, a bit of the unknown, and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to fare against some of the, the good local guys. Yep. Um, and we had a couple of top ITU guys, like one guy who's sort of gunning for the Olympics. He's was that the guy who just took off? French dude, yeah. Yeah, Dominic Andrea Hewitt's boyfriend. And he was mm -hmm. miles off, so I wasn't really comparing myself to him. Uh, and there was another guy from Finland, another ITU guy, and he wasn't too bad either. Um, but just looking at the local guys, I was really surprised because I haven't been doing much swimming at all. And I was like, I got out of the blocks in the swim and I was like looking around going, where the hell is everybody? You know, yep. there was the two guys off the front, but nobody seemed to be coming through. And these guys are guys that dominate me in the pool and I'm, and I'm not in great swim shape. 
And so, so th- why are you such a legend, John? Well, I think it's these, these guys are clearly not, um, maybe not doing the, some some of the right sort of sessions in terms of making sure you get out of the blocks hard. Then you're able to maintain it, and then sort of just carry on with the rest of the swim. Because if you get dropped at the start of a swim, an Olympic distance or sprint swim, game over. You're, you're screwed. Yeah. It's not. It can be game over in a drafting race. Yeah. But um, it can make a big, big difference to the outcome. So I was just thinking to myself what I'd recommend to these guys that are maybe struggling with that. And I was thinking a good set to do, it's quite a long set, would be do six 500s in the pool, uh, doing your odd 500s as race simulations. So going out hard um, in the first 100 to 200, then settling down and maintaining it. And taking your times when you're doing that, so either wearing a watch or having somebody on the side of the pool and actually seeing what's happening to your times as you do it. So getting out hard for that first 100, 200. So what, you're trying to take your times on the hundreds? Uh, yeah, so if you, if you had a watch on your, 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 your wrist, you just smash yep. the lap button each hundred uh, and, and see what's going on there and whether you can maintain that. So I'd say, this is a set, there's six 500s doing that. So number one, number three, and number five, you're basically doing race simulations, and the odd ones, two, Recovery. four, and six, are pretty easy. Okay. And you're having a reasonable amount of rest between um, before you start that, that hard 500. Well, a minute? Yeah, a, okay. a, a, good, yep. a good minute before you start each one. And I think that may be just one little session you might be able to do in terms of, firstly, good simulation work, but also having a look at what's actually happening with your times and whether they're falling away too much or not. So you feel that they, the, you guys, <coughs> the local guys just don't have the intensity at the start mm. and that then when, you know, and if they don't stay off the front pack, they're screwed basically. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you can get in there and you can go and do, you know, it's great to be able to get in the pool and maybe going in there and doing, say, 2100s and holding fantastic times to those 2100s, yep. but you need to be able to do long. get out, deal with the lactate and then settle back down and then be able to hang on to somebody's feet. Mm, so mm. it was just interesting and I found the same thing happened I did an aquathon last week and the same thing happened some of the guys who I actually coached I was going what the hell are they doing back there oh really um, so it's just something I'm going to integrate into well, the well we said you a few minutes to kill mate how'd your race go race went quite well actually I thought tell the story well I was uh, I was concerned about the swim because there's some good swimmers here like yeah. really good swimmers and uh, and I thought I was going to get smashed in the swim and I was going to have to work very hard to tr- even just Catch hang up. on yeah. And I thought I'd be down after the swim, and then I really thought I was going to get smashed on the bike because yeah. my biking is, n- other than Epic Camp, be- people probably think Bevan and I sandbag a lot, but Bevan's not doing hardly any training at yeah. all. And I'm a, a really good week for me is 10 hours training. Yeah. That's a yeah. really good week for me. So I thought I was going to get really smashed on the bike as well. I thought I'd actually run quite well. Yeah. So the swim went great, um, and I managed after the. About half first first half lap, I was sitting where I needed to be, and then Andrea Hewitt came up somewhere on the towards the end of the first lap, I think. And I was tied through the guy's feet I was sitting on. He was starting to fade, and I was going right. Came on, on Andrea Hewitt's feet. Yep. Sat on her for the rest of the swim, and I was wrapped. She's a really good swimmer, yeah. so I was stoked to be able to come out of the water with her. And then, um, and she's like top ITU. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and lead pack and ITU for the girls. Mm-hmm. So I was I was wrapped with that. And then the bike, I just thought, right, I'm just going to see what I can do. And went pretty hard at the start of the bike. He was pretty motivated at the start of the bike, weren't you, John? Why were you motivated? Andrew was there, and also Tice, who was a guy that was sort of, as, as a top one of the top local guys. I, I want to try to get rid of him, or yep. see, see see how he, how he was riding. So I did. I got rid of both of them yep. very quickly. And uh, although he caught you up again, didn't he? He caught me up. Yeah. So to his credit, he caught me up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was wrapped, rode pretty hard out the first half and then it eased off quite a bit on the way back but why well, is that safe stuff for the run yeah yeah and um 
and so the bike I was really pleased with how I rode and then uh, the run was I, I didn't quite have that killer instinct on the run we rode shit ran shoulder to shoulder for about 4k going re- at a reasonable clip who's and, this uh, Tyson myself okay, yep. and then uh, we hit this track and it was sort of uphill onto this sort of muddy track and he kind of just pulled away a little bit there and uh, game over. It, was, it was game over he was sort of had it under control and then we both sort of just shut it down a little bit yep. in, the, in the second lap and um, but I was still really pleased so it was, uh, it was a good hit out. And I, and I had an aquathon last week as well, which I was champion. Did you win it? Yeah. Nice. It wasn't much competition there, but... Really? Still, was... hey, you don't tell people that. <laughs> Put on athletes. Um, well, I was the draft just Yeah. I used to ride motorbikes when I was younger, and uh, I used to love my motorbike, but I haven't ridden a motorbike in about seven years. Mm. Had this old GN250. Mm. Oh, I was going to just about crash it three times. Because <laughs> the problem is on a motorbike, if you look at the side of the road and check someone out, yeah. you look up and you're going into the gutter, <laughs> and it happened to me just about three times, so it was good. Just about took out an athlete because I went in front of them going down the hill and then I realised shit they're going just as fast as me and I was ah. Oh. so it was entertaining drafted busted one person sitting on your wheel exactly it's a very hard course we have here very very hilly and um, there's one flat section in the middle and I caught up to one guy and I thought he's going to jump on my wheel yeah. I didn't know Bevan was behind but Bevan saved the day yeah. well the thing was I've never actually done that before so I wasn't really sure because it's so hilly and I was like in the hills do you, do you bust people going uphill and there was a couple times where people were kind of and I was like you know what they're going uphill surely they're not going to draft so I was like no leave those ones alone but this guy was just sitting on your wheel and you didn't actually know did you uh, no I thought I thought you must have known because I know how angry you get about that stuff yeah. and so I thought John will be angry as and I, I went up to him he was literally like sucking your wheel and I went up to him and I, I said pull over and I think he, he, tried, he tried me because he just pulled back he goes oh thanks mate <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> like as I was giving him a tip I said back it up you're pulling over and he pulled over got the minute down and then I just rode around on a motorbike for two hours basically <laughs> I was saving up a pee you see I was going oh, yeah? to pee oh, on a motorbike I should Still have just there. said, John, go now. <laughs> so, uh, so that was pretty entertaining. But yeah, good well, race. It was, it was good fun. It's good to do an Olympics. So, yeah. I, well, the reason I, I didn't max it on the run because I decided to enter the nationals uh, in two weeks' time. Supposed to go there because you've been age, age grouper. Age grouper. I'll have to. Try, I'll have to see if I can take it out. Who, who you got? 30, 30, Who's coming? I don't know. I don't know who'll be in 30-34. You can say your national champ. Could be. I'm Canterbury champion because Tice wasn't a member of the tri club. So, oh really? Got to be yeah. a member of the tri club to win it? Yeah. It's stupid. That's not. Oh, well, you, you won it. Yeah, well. Who's not a member? I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, fair enough. Do you get anything for winning? Uh, I might get a little trophy. You get a free membership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, questions and answers. Jeez, we did well. Yeah, look at that. Perfect timing. So uh, we've got uh, Gary Fegan. Uh, a few weeks ago, or probably a month or so ago, we got a, an email from someone, I can't recall who it was, asking if we had the poster of Rod Dixon finishing, I think it was the 83... Something like that. LA Marathon? No, it wasn't LA. It was like... New York? New York or yeah, Boston or no, something was, like that. was that. New York. Did he win Boston? Okay. <laughs> I think it was New York and uh, Fegan's actually sent us through an, a link to a place called allposters.co.uk and they have lots and lots of running posters I don't know if he actually has the one that uh, thing was talking about but people but you're talking I'll find it people can go on there it's yeah, allposters.co.uk and I'm sure there's lots of posters on there that people you can know go what? and get oh, what? my friend Brett the guy I stayed with in LA he has this really beautiful LA poster of, um, it's like an old school poster in his lounge and it's quite cool. You know how sometimes you get triathlon stuff and it's quite geeky and it doesn't yeah. really work? But he had, yeah, so this website's actually quite cool if you want to get a really nice, like they've only got running ones here, but some really nice photos here. And uh, so if you want to go on there and check it out, feel free. Nice. Mm-hmm. There's Steve Profontaine. Who's he? Uh, he's a guy who died. Um, he was a real front runner 
the movie uh, Steve, Steve Prefontaine movie meaning, is actually quite good meaning what he was a, a, God, he like a one mile bit. racer and he just started from the gun and just hammered it really the whole time yeah and he always got, he didn't always it was very very good but he uh, he got beaten quite often by guys just sitting on him oh really good times okay second question avid listener oh okay this is from Daniel Roberts <laughs> again we're a little bit late on this one okay it's uh no no it's right it was January 15th yeah, I know, but he was asking about the Geelong uh, oh. 70.3, which was a couple of weeks ago. No, you need to do better work in your piece. That's John's part of the job, just for the record. Bevan has given me some great tips in the past for both personal side of training as well as the training tips that you guys rock. And Bevan, just to show you that I have come out the other side of what was a hard split from my ex, I have booked into Ironman 70.3 Geelong in Australia with my new girlfriend of six months. He broke up with his girlfriend. He actually wrote to me for some advice. Right. I gave some advice. So I was like, what's what's uh, Aunt Bevan. Aunt Bevan. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I was experiencing some of the stuff at the time, so it was good. Uh, which brings me to my question. I know this topic has been covered in different ways over time, but I just wanted to know what the best program for working up to a half Ironman. My club coach said not to do any races up until the race that is three weeks out. Completing Olympic distance race weekend just passed. Yeah. Um, just wondering if the advice is the right thing to do. Is there is a sprint distance the weekend before Geelong. Would that be too close? I think so. I mean, I think... Especially sprint because you're going to have core. Yeah. Generally, if, if you, most of the time, if you're going to a race, you actually want to race. Yep. Um, rather, it's hard not to, eh? Yeah, it's hard not to. So if, if that uh, 70.3 was your main race of the season, I, th- I think your, your club coach here is right. Um, I think three weeks out, you can race uh, an Olympic or a sprint. I'd say two weeks... Mm, but I'd say the week before you really generally don't want to, unless it's just unless Geelong isn't your main priority race for the season. Um, but hopefully you went well. Yeah, hopefully you did. So that would be my advice. Is uh, I would say three weeks out is good. Um, I definitely think f- if you're training for a half Ironman, you definitely and, and that is your main race. You definitely want to be doing some sprints and Olympics as preparation. A half Ironman is a much higher intensity race, much different to an Ironman, and you do need to do some good hard workouts. You know, problem if you do a race and you're not actually racing. Like in an epic when we were doing the equathon. Yeah. And you're just the whole time you're thinking, okay, now what excuse can I tell them? Oh, yeah, I wasn't racing. I wasn't racing. Like, yeah, it's not a fun experience, eh? It's not. Because no, no. you either want to smack it or you're just thinking yeah. of excuses the whole time. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think doing a half Ironman as a training day for an Ironman is, is doable, but I think if you're doing a shorter one, you generally want to race it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kat sent us for an email. No, good luck. Kat, she's going to be racing, when's that about three weeks? It's two weeks now. Really? Yep. So well, a little bit two weeks. Two so tapping begins. Um, she's going to make Gramey, Jamie, Gramey, Jamie Gamble doing a double Ironman. Now, they're going to be in Taupo. Now, is he doing it the day before? I can't remember. He's uh, looking at doing it starting at 3 or 4 p.m. on Wednesday, the 27th of February. Now, I can't recall what they actually need help for, but they do need a couple of people to help them out. I think maybe in the swim. Just, and just training and just going out there with them. And yeah, okay. So if you're in Taupo at the time and you're supporting someone during the race, because I don't know if that many people doing the race would want to get out there, but... Um, oh, you are? No, I've got a, a way to do it. If you're doing that, you can go onto Athlinks and you can make a little comment on our wall. Okay. And Kat can go there and check it out if she wants to. Okay, it's good. Nice. A good, idea? good thinking, Batman. Yeah. It's three thoughts. Yep. You're on fire today. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, so go on out and the Ironman Talk group wall and just say something, and then Kat will know that it's there. Um, and Jamie's basically trying to do a double Ironman, obviously by himself. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, if you could support him, that'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot of emails this week to give the POMS shit for the cricket. Okay, they beat us the other night though. Yeah, but we're two up. Yeah. Two one. Come on. Today, do we play today? I think it'd probably be today or tomorrow. Good times. Anyway, that's our questions and answers. Sponsors, Athlinks. Some exciting things happening with Athlinks. Okay, go. 
So um, you may recall a little while ago we talked about you know signing up to the Ironman Talk Group, blah, blah, blah. You can add uh, businesses and things like that. What you can now do, and I think this is going to work really well for a lot of people, is you can add your club. Oh, wow, that is cool. So, um, yeah, great. I did that this morning for the Canterbury Triathlon Club. So I'm expecting people to join on there. I put Murray on not a member, there. what if Tice? Is he allowed to go on there? We'll, we'll let him in. We're, we're going to make it public. <laughs> okay. Um, so what you need to do is get your tri club on there. Okay, how do I get there? Right, go. click on business directory. Business directory, where is it? Business directory. Top, top left. There we go, top left. And then you go through and you're best off to get somebody who is an administrator within the club to do that. But if, the, if, the, if there's nobody sort of willing to do that, then you do it yourself. And then you cut, you comes, the page next comes up and it just go add your organisation. Okay, yeah, but I want to find your organisation. No, just add your organisation. Oh, okay. we, we'll just pretend to be doing it. Okay. And when that comes up, you get to select what sort of organisation it is. And, you know, oh, nice, a try running club. And then you basically shop. just click on... Uh, Independent coach. Yeah, I'll be something yeah. up there. Uh, and then you can set up your, your try club and it's just oh, a step-by-step. Yeah, step. yep, we're, we're already there. That's what we're, we're, we're set up okay. as. Cool. So you um, set your try club up. And the really cool thing about it is oh, then great, you can pull members into it. And then you can basically compare yourself against your other club members. Oh, and uh, you can merge all the results and things like that. So it's going to be really cool when it starts to, to really get rolling. See, there's the Canterbury Triathlon Club. Look at that. Click on there. So You're I'm, the only club, mate. Yep. Yeah, I'm expecting. Five hours ago. Actually, um, just to name and shame a few people, I put Murray in there and Craig Braggins. Good. Um, I noticed that Ian Wood, who's a listener from Christchurch, he's yep. not on Athlinks. So, Ian, get Shut on up. there. Um, Zania, his wife, is not on there. And also Chrissy. Um, Chrissy McKinley, yep. noticed you're a regular listener and you're not on there either, Shut so up. I'd like to see you get on there and join up to the Tri Club uh, section. And um, Now would you use this as a way to communicate with your club? It, totally, yeah. okay. and that's one of the big things. Like we it takes have, a lot of hassle for you as oh, the guy yeah. behind the scenes, eh? We have a lot of trouble you know, with the communicating website. with athletes and uh, and things messages bouncing everywhere, and it's always a bit of a hassle with the, for the webmaster to be doing it all themselves. So it's this you, way, it? it is, yeah. <laughs> This way we can post things, you can have all the results kept up there, you can pair yourself against club members as well as um, you know, international people and you can put in, um, you know, I'm going training this weekend, this is my, you know, nice, use it yep. as a sort of a blogging space as well. Um, and I think it's going to be a great tool, so I encourage you guys to get your clubs involved. How do I get on here? Um, so you need to uh, join Canterbury Triathlon Club. There we go, I've done that. There you go. Now I'm joined. Let's see if you pop up, what's your next step? So... Say hello, John. Hello, John. Oops. Okay, yep. Hello, John. And then go save as friend. Save as friend. And that'll come through to me. I, I may decline your application oh, really? to, to join our club. No, that's not good enough. I'm not a member, but still. Come on, where's the love? So, there's lots that of, is pretty great, isn't it? There's lots of new things happening, but this is going to be one of the key And I imagine things. a lot of you guys out there are the people who actually coordinate a lot of clubs. You know, Paul so Westwood. Yeah, Paul Westwood. Paul Westwood, yeah. you're president yeah. of Rotorua. I expect to see the rats up there. Yeah, that's right. So very good. Okay, that's very good. Okay, next up we have... Coffees of Hawaii. Hawaii. And we often talk about the coffee. We often talk about gift giving. But did you know, Bevan? No, I didn't. But got, tell me anyway. They've got gift cards on there. So if you're not quite sure what sort of coffee oh, somebody's going to like, you might go, right, I'm going to give them a gift card and they can go on there and choose themselves. I love your work. Mm. And then they can say, oh, I like this kind of coffee. What kind of coffee would you get? I quite like the macadamia nut one. Yeah, the was vanilla it, macadamia. Vanilla? Yeah, there was. was. Nice. Oh, look at this! Oh, that's no, the wrong website. Oh, coffee. I've always not coffee. You've got to put the S in there. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, hurry up and talk because we're kind of petting. <laughs> Copies of wide gift cards. Um, good idea. They've actually got Valentine's Day gift boxes up there. If you're, oh, if Valentine's you're, Day. Did you get a Valentine's if Day? You're, if you're running a little bit late. 
on Valentine's Day there is uh, gift Would you do that? Would you do the afterwards? Uh, negative. No. No, I don't think that's I think it's going to just be a general gift after Valentine's Day. Okay, so you could actually say you got the voucher before Valentine's Day. You got mm. the gift card before Valentine's Day. Don't blame Coffees of Hawaii, blame the shipping company. So it came point. late. Came late. Came late. Mm. Here you go. It's Coffees of Hawaii, greatest coffee in the world. Support triathlons, so support them and... Uh, Another motivation to get to Hawaii, then you can go out there and get your free coffee out on the uh, out on the boat in Hawaii. And they'll be there again this year, eh? You assume so. If you do Hawaii, if you do Hawaii, you have to swear out to that boat and get oh, some yeah. free coffee. It's a, it's a given. Oh, it's a given. It's a requirement of li- listening to this show. And then more exciting news, because Tribuys. Tribuys.com. Well, did we talk about this last week? We did talk about this oh, okay. last week. Well, it's still pretty great. Free shipping if you spend over $200 worldwide. Yeah, that's great, eh? Doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> it is really great because if you, you know, like, shipping is often the thing that makes you not buy things from overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll go online, you'll look at it. Like, for example, years ago I bought a bike off eBay from America right. and it was pretty cheap in comparison to what you paid here. And I was like, yeah, great, and the dollar and all the rest of it. And then by the time of shipping, it was like six, 700 bucks on top of that. And it was yeah. like, it's just not possible. Um, and it just really took the value away from it. Whereas Tribuys, you know, by doing this, they're just opening the door up to so much business. And, and for you, you know, it's just... Really great because you get, it's just so much cheaper. And I've still got a sale going on. There's two th- uh, great deals on the 2008 sale. So there's a sale going on. It's free shipping. Um, it's no brainer. There's also if no brainer. If you're interested, there's um, Crowy has got a, a article up there. Um, a new one. A new article up there cool. just on um, sort of 70.3 training and, and so on. So uh, that's well worth a read as well. Okay, so let's let's have a little bit of an example here. I don't want to name another brand, but I'm going to. Let's say there's a wetsuit on here. Get a Blue 70 Reaction full suit. Okay, Blue 70 Reaction full suit. Here we go. That's US dollar, isn't it? And then we're yep. going to go to New Zealand. How much is that? 233. 233. So you pay 300 bucks New Zealand for it. Nice. And how much did you pay for that here? More than 300. Easy. You paid yep. probably nearly 500 for that here, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it's the way to go. It's just silly not to, isn't it? Stupid not to. It'd be stupid not to, John. It'd be stupid not to. So there you go. Our sponsors are coffeesofhawaii.com just get the card give it say hey I'm oh, sorry babe I was busy yeah athlinks.com uh, and then say hey but come and join my club it's yeah, a, gotta it's get a, remember James Isles love club it's right <laughs> and trybuys.com and then buy a wetsuit because I'll have a wetsuit because it's a sale and you always feel good and it kind of looks like that kinky B&D stuff <laughs> you could do that it's bit a of bondage you apple as well and <laughs> oh, <laughs> bit of a gimp <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. We just figured the air out. So, anyway, John, what other things do we need to mention? There are a few things we need to mention. Camp Kiakaha. So, a couple of spaces. Is it really? Yep. I think we've got we've got guys flying in from all over the show, but there's still oh. a couple of spaces left. You know what? You know what's really exciting? We're going to play we're, the clapping game. No, no, we're doing more than the clapping game. I've found oh, some more games. Great. <laughs> oh, I don't think we even need to train. No, yeah, maybe we'll it's just not. play games the whole time. Camp Kiakaha, clap camp. <laughs> you won't get the clap. <laughs> Uh, bike jerseys we must have close to 10 people now we don't but we, we need to get a few more we've got, oh. a, we've got a few lists up there but we need to get to 10 before I do an order so if you do want a, one of our yeah. um, Ironman Talk bike jerseys as soon as I hit 10 the order button gets hit nice. and we're away hit the order button and uh, Amazon if you want to buy anything from Amazon go through our link on our page it gives us a little bit of money bugger all but still everything counts what about to Jombo so it was your winning anniversary last night mate winning anniversary went out two for years two years of oh. bliss <laughs> I'm sure it was just all bliss. No, no roller coaster. But you said you had a story. 
Yeah, I don't know. If it, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Come on, mate. Come on, I share everything in here. We weren't going to do. We, did, we said no, no, no Valentine's, no anniversary. No, no Valentine's Day. Oh, you don't do Valentine's. Oh, you pick a It's marketing. You don't have to do money. You just need to get um, coffees of white gift cards. But That's right. Other than that, um, so we said no, no presents, and then. Had a few issues on Saturday night. <laughs> I was downstairs cleaning my bike, and like Brenda's going, John, and uh, I said, "Look, I'm cleaning my bike." The roller coaster was, was starting to come. The roller coaster was in action. You cleaned your bike? Just a little bit. Pick it up. A little bit. It was pretty filthy, so we gave it a little bit of a clean. And so I'm, you know, it's a night before the race. I'm kind of got to get ready. You know, get in the zone. And so wasn't a happy place going to bed and when are we exchanging presents tomorrow oh no uh, oh no I don't know I was going, and you're <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a race in the morning you yeah. know, when are you going to get time to do this so I thought oh dear so what'd you do I wasn't sure if she's being serious or not but I thought I'd better not test her to see if she yeah, is it's not like, a good time so I went out and got a, a very nice present and what'd she you? didn't have one for me oh really so she was tricking you she caught my bluff oh, yeah. and, you, and what'd you get her I got a very nice necklace and it was very nice oh how much you Sorry? I suppose you can't say. No. Around 50? No, it was, no, it was more. More. 200? No. <laughs> no. But anyway, it was very nice. And then we went out for a lovely dinner last night. I do love going out for a good, good day. Okay, so there was a roller coaster back on the flat. Nice and smooth. Dirty old smooth, pesh. smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Dirty pesh? Yeah. <laughs> love your work. <laughs> That's what sucks about being single is you don't get dirty peshes. Oh, smooth that one over. Anything else? Any other goss? No, not really. No? What have you got on for the rest so. of the week? Uh, I'm going up to Auckland tomorrow for oh. the day. Got to go up there. We're doing a coaching thingy up there, and that's about it for this week. Do you get paid to go up, or do you pay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> some good wickets, mate. <laughs> good what have I been up to? I went up to Auckland. I had the most amazing time. Um, had our big fitness conference that I talked about. Went out partying four nights. I don't know how people do it. It can't be good for you. And I don't drink. And that's the thing I find find fascinating. I have just, I've been written off, and probably today's the first day where I feel normal again. I've had 30 days where I've got some good sleep. And, and I don't drink. And people drink and they do it. I don't understand how people can afford to drink these days. Wow, that's true, too, <laughs> eh? That's true, too, eh? Because, yeah. like, you'd be spending a couple hundred bucks a night nowadays, oh, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Easy. So that broke my heart. But there was, the conference was amazing. I taught this class, and uh, we had, I don't know, maybe 500 people there, and um, it was just, it was um, one of the most special classes I've ever done. I'm actually going to Taipei in, in about, or well, next week late next week more Skype casts yeah, no, we'll try to do a pretty early one but and I go to Taipei in April and I'm doing this thing called Nike Beautiful uh, and I'm teaching a class to 10,000 people wow yeah and it's in a stadium and they literally it's literally like a rock concert the people will wait outside for like two days beforehand and stuff like that and uh, and, and me and one other girl from uh, New Zealand are two special guests and so and uh, it's this big huge Nike thing and uh I'm really looking forward to it. You're a rock star. You yeah. get some free Nike kit, will you? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll get free Nike stuff anyway, but <laughs> that's safe for last year. But no, so that's pretty cool. Del Campo may come to my class tonight, which will be a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Don't let him do that. What his class is it? Body attack. He'll bloody pull a hamstring. <laughs> he will pull a hamstring. He'll pull a hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> that's career over. <laughs> There's no news on the female front. A while ago, I dropped hints that there was going to be news oh. on the female front. Fell through. Fell through. Fell through. <laughs> it breaks my heart. So now I'm just back to being single old Bev. Uh, I don't get okay. any duty pashes, so No. Anyway. Yeah. I suppose. And you got anything else coming up? What's up? What's up this weekend? Um, got to go to Wellington for work. Okay. So there you go. That's about it for me. You going to go to Wild, Wild Food Festival? No. Huh? This, this weekend is non-triathlon weekend. Oh, of course. Make no, it it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> You've got one weekend that's non-triathlon weekend. When's that? And that's, it's like in December. And, no, it's the uh, first weekend of March. And I went, oh, that's Ironman weekend. 
Just I'll, I'll maybe see you sometime on Sunday, but Saturday, I'm all yours. Oh, you better get another necklace, mate. That's yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> all right, guys, that's the show. What is it? Iron Rust. Iron Men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia Kia. Kia.